everybody. Hey guys, how are you doing? This is Zach. This is Stuart. And this is the Back Row Super Show. Uh, this is a main show. Uh, this is episode 35. Yeah. Um, what What are you wearing? So I'm wearing nothing but straps, zippers, and belts. You know why? Because we're covering Final Fantasy X. That's right. Or Splish Splash. Splish Splash. <laughs> take a bath. All right, so... Um, so this one was actually a pick that I made. Um, this was my first introduction into Final Fantasy. Really? Not 7? Not 7, no. Did you not have a PlayStation? I did not. I ended up getting a PlayStation 2. Ah. And with my PlayStation 2, I got Final Fantasy 10. Uh, oh, it was a bundle? Or you just got it? I just got it. Okay, yeah, gotcha. As together. Because um, I was like, I didn't think they bundled anything with that. No, they, they hadn't done bundles yet. Uh, but... This was my first introduction into Final Fantasy. Um, afterwards, I started playing Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy three and four. But I played this and I beat it through completion. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, let's go through a little bit of history. Uh, I know we talked off mic about maybe an, an order to this. So yeah. Basically, we'll just be going through release information, mm-hmm. um, the game world. Uh, the timeline, and then some of the new things that they brought to the table. Yes, because um, it was a, uh, a very interesting uh, change from their original pattern. Yeah, and we're not going to be doing a blow-by-blow for the plot, because this is, as you'll hear, a, a very long game. Yeah, um, and um, the plot is a little spotty here and there. Yeah. But what's a Final, final Fantasy game without spotty? Splotty plot. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the game itself was released in 2001 for the PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2011, there was a remaster for PS3 and Vita, and then in 2015, they did a remaster for PS4, which yeah. I have yet to play. And uh, 2016, they did a re-release for Microsoft Windows. And oh actually, yeah, they started. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a very multi-cross platform game. Yeah. Um, this game is actually part of the uh, top ten in most influential games. Yeah, I I saw that. Uh, also, that the Metacritic for it when it first came out was ninety-two out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, in t- two thousand three, um, Final Fantasy broke off into what's more common now where they made a sequel to a sequel they released x2 yes uh on the ps2 yeah where you played as the ladies from the group yeah so so yeah it's it's really weird how they've gone final fantasy 10 final fantasy 10 2 yeah like that's a really weird way to number it well i mean they just want to make sure that you know that it's in this same world that they haven't like moved into a different world yeah yeah well and and speaking of the world the, this one is set in sp- Spira. Yes. Spira? Spira? Spira. Spira. Um, it looks very Polynesian. Um, it's a really cool world design. The, uh, the designers I was reading actually used references from Thailand, the South Pacific, and the islands of Japan. That's correct. To kind of get that look. That's why the subtitle for this show is Splish Splash. Yeah. Now, um, do you know how big the budget was when they were making this game? Yes, I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the characters for it are Titus, who is a star Blitzball player. Uh, Blitzball. Uh, we'll discuss Blitzball a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, but he's trying to get home after a character named Sin transports him to Spira. Yes. Um, 
I have not played this game in close to 20 years, so if I'm mispronouncing Spira and it should be Spira, a thousand apologies. Yeah. Um, Did you beat the game? No. Okay. (laughs) Just one. No, I did not. Um, (laughs) There is a summoner trying to get the final Eon and defeat Sen named Yuna. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is Kimahari Ronso, a warrior from the Ronso tribe and bodyguard to Yuna uh, when she was a child. Yep. Waka... Who is a blitzball player and younger brother uh, was was uh, killed by sin. Yes, and he is also a bodyguard to Yuna as well. He's like part time blitzball player, part time uh, bodyguard. Gotcha. Though once they actually win the blitzball tournament, he decides to quit blitzball and be a bodyguard full time. Yeah. Um, there is Lulu, who is a black mage. Uh, she is friend to Yuna and Waka. Mm-hmm. Um, black mages, if you're not aware, uh, in uh, Final Fantasy, are... They're like the straight-ahead magic users, right? They yep. do a lot of damage. It's they all do, damage. Yeah, it's all damage. They don't do healing. They don't do anything fighting, really. They, they It's just straight-ahead magic. Yeah, and it's usually elemental magic, so you have your water, your fire, your electricity. Yeah. The classics. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's Auron, a former monk uh, who worked with Titus and Yuna's father ten years before to fight Sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Riku, who is Yuna's cousin, uh, an Albed. An Albed, yep. Yeah. Uh, and first person that Titus meets when arriving in Spira. Yeah, she, um, so you learn a little bit about the Albed, and they use uh, machines or machina, as they call it. Or Machina. Um, yeah. And they have a big, like, struggle with uh, Waka's, like, tribes, where Waka is, um, I forget what nationality he is, but he is more, like, religious, and magic will lead the way, where these people are more uh, technology-based. And, and that's a, a through line for the entire Final Fantasy series. Every game really does revolve around... Um, magic and and the natural world mm-hmm. versus the machine world yeah it's it's a strong theme that a lot of final fantasy games have yeah, yeah. um now the development for this game began in 1999 mm-hmm. uh cost four billion yen which is equivalent to 48.6 million u.s dollars yeah um, the team was made up of a hundred people, um, which was huge back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, that uh, this this was a massive game. Mm-hmm. Um, the it was also the first game where they transitioned from two D to three D backgrounds. Yep. Um, it took around three to four months for them to formulate the script, which um, in video games the script is laid out a little bit differently for well, drastically different than a regular play or or film script. Yeah. Um, the script basically, uh, I've heard it described by people who have written for video games is more in common with an Excel spreadsheet because of branching storylines, branching story paths. Uh, you have to script things like the sound when an enemy gets hit. Yeah. The the vocal sound that they make. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's literally everything done by voice. Uh, they took the same time for voice acting. Yeah, so, so three to four months to do all of the lines. And again, this was the first Final Fantasy game to have voice acting. Yes. Everything was usually um, basically written at the bottom and you just read it. Yeah. This one, they decided to take the time to hire voice actors 
and record all of these lines. Yeah. Now, most Final Fantasy games change the world. Like, they're all... Like, it's it's a sequel in the Final Fantasy series. That's why mm. it's numbered. But each game takes place in their own world. Yeah, a different um, like, universe. Yeah, they, they changed this one to kind of give the creators a little bit more freedom to innovate. Um, instead of just using the European medieval fantasy world that mm-hmm. they, they typically relied on up to this point. Yeah, it was definitely a different stylization. Um, they also used wildly different character designs to instantly recognize characters, make it easier to instantly recognize characters. That's where the joke comes in that um, the uh, costumes are mainly made out of belts and zippers. Yeah. Um, that's That kind of started with this one. That's correct. Although I would say Final Fantasy VIII, there's a character that wears a whole lot of leather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's more like leather jackets and like yeah. leather pants and stuff like that. Um, they Talking also, about you, Squall. Uh, they used uh, mocap and skeletal animations to render the character's facial expressions. Yeah, which was super cool. Um, like back in the day, that was really advanced technology. Uh, the... OST is 91 tracks over four discs, which is an insane amount of music to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the first time that Nobuo Uematsu, um, who is the person who scores the Final Fantasy series, uh, it's the first time he had any assistance in this composition, which yeah. because it's such a wide, sprawling score. Yeah, with it being such a large thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of the changes mechanically to this game um, and maybe you can expound on some of this yeah, as um, well. Also, I just want to mention that um, this is the second best-selling uh, Final Fantasy game, not including any of the MMORPGs. Uh, the first one is Final Fantasy VII, yeah. but with this one having like so many re-releases and everything along the that line, yeah. this one is the second best-selling uh, Final Fantasy game. And I do think that it is both, it's very accessible, like you can get this game on pretty much any console, even the Nintendo Switch has this game. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, So you can purchase this game off of pretty much any console. And it was such a big hit when it first released that it has such a big name ID recognition. recognition yes that's that's the word i'm looking for (laughs) um so some of the the mechanical changes um they went to a conditional turn-based battle system and it replaced the active time battle yes Um, do you think you can describe the active time battle yeah so with most of the final fantasy games that came before it you would have a limited amount of time to react so your character would have a small little bar that would fill up once it filled up, you would have to select a particular action for your character to do. But you were also had a time, um, I guess, a time constraint because the enemy would also have that same bar and it would also attack you. So it was really time-based. You didn't really get much time to sort of like pause and think about what you were going to do you would have to react fast because the computer was also reacting. So it was kind of like a race against the time versus the computer. Gotcha. And so can you describe what the conditional turn-based battle system is? So for Final Fantasy X, 
they decided once your actual bar filled up and it was your turn to act on that particular character, the game would pause, basically. So the enemy's bar wouldn't move and your ally's bars wouldn't move. So it gave you more time to sort of think about what actions you wanted to take. It also gave you more time to appreciate the environment that you're in as well as the sprite animation of both your characters and the monster. Yeah. So it was a little bit more accessible for the masses because I feel like the um, the time-based one uh, was a little bit difficult because you really had to be on top of your game. You had to... You had like, to be familiar with how that system worked, especially in some of the later ones. And even familiar how to navigate the command prompts, too, yeah. because there were a lot of menus, and you would have to, like... If you're using the magic user, you would have to scroll to magic, select magic, scroll through all the spells, find the spell that you wanted, and select yeah. that. And, you know, that's all in real time. As you're moving these uh, menus the monster that you're fighting is taking its turn and then laying its bar filled up and then taking its turn again. So if you were slow at like navigating, the monster could hit you like three times before you even took your action. I recently, as a side note, I recently tried replaying Final Fantasy 1 because it's only, I, I have one on a multi-cart um, that I put on a NES. That's a system. pure... R or JRPG. JRPG. There is no time limit. Yeah, on there's that. no time limit on that. Yeah. That first game is garbage. Now, is it? I, well, so part of me thinks it's because there's no battery on the cart, so I can't save it. Oh, oh. It's not a long game, though. It's not. Um, but it's that fight system in there is pure garbage. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that that game took off, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, and if you're not familiar with the Final Fantasy games, uh, Final Fantasy games always have random battles. Mm -hmm. So you'll be walking through a particular area, yeah. and there is a random number generator, and if it hits a certain number, then you're going to basically get into a fight. Sure. So you couldn't see the enemies to avoid them. You just knew if you walk through this one path, you're probably going to fight some enemies. Yeah. So it was kind of a little annoying on that end just because like if you're trying to get through a area fast you knew you couldn't actively avoid those fights yeah yeah now like mo most uh um, rpgs uh, whenever you uh defeat enemies you you gather experience points and this they're called ability points mm -hmm. um when you level up characters you use what they've determined a sphere grid which was really cool um it allows players to customize characters uh contrary to what their intended roles are so you could have a fighter who's a healer that's right or a mage who becomes a tank is. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's a weird layout, and it's kind of confusing to look at if it you're is. just looking at like a screenshot of it. If I remember right, navigating it is actually easier than you'd think. It was kind of rough on the original yeah, game. Yeah, on the original. On the original game, but they made some like um, changes, some um, ease-of-life changes, basically, where you can yeah. navigate it a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, it was basically a, a sphere, and you started off in the center of the sphere, and then there were branching paths from that center, usually four paths. So you could follow either going north, south, west, or east. 
and um, when you filled in a uh, slot, because each slot gave you bonuses, so you would fill in a slot and it would give you plus two to your intelligence if you wanted to make a mage. Yeah. And then if you kept on going through that path, it would give you abilities like magic, like fire and water. And then eventually that north path would split off into two different paths. Yeah. So one path might be more focused on water magic, while the other path is more focused on fire magic. So it was like this branch, basically, that kept on going into different uh, veins where you could become more specialized in a particular thing. Yeah. Which was really cool. I, I love that system because you were able to make unique characters. Like, your characters weren't oh, yeah. defined by, you know, their class. Like, in the original Final Fantasy, you would have a thief character. Well, the thief was good with, like, ranged attacks and yeah. stuff like that. You had a fighter who was good with melee weapons and whatnot. So, it was very, um, it allowed you to sort of customize your playstyle, which was really cool. And unfortunately, I don't think they've brought that back. It's only unique to yeah. Final Fantasy X. That's true. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things I had uh, when reviewing this information, mm -hmm. how difficult do you think this would be to do in a tabletop RPG? I feel like it would be a little difficult, but not as difficult as most people would think because you would have your character sheet where you could probably write down all of the you know, all the information you need, and then have another sheet where you basically bubble in little circles, so it would be a so wrapping... Like a, so like a generalized skill tree, almost. Sort of, yeah, where if you decided that you wanted to play, let's say, a paladin, you would have a little sphere, and the sphere would break into different branches, so you could maybe be like a healing paladin, or a paladin that focused more on like protection or something along those lines. Right. I do think that it would be easy to create, but like balancing would be really hard because you would have yeah. multiple trees for different classes. Sure. And you would want to make sure that one tree wasn't like the best tree because everybody would pick that tree then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another change they made that I saw was that there was no top-down world map like in previous games. They right. instead used miniature versions of cities for fast travel, which I actually prefer. I think it looks better, and I think it's more... It looks more modern because modern games do that. Yeah. Like, if you play an Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. um, that's how you move around. It's just a miniature version of the city, and you move to the different map. Yeah. So, Final Fantasy X was meant more as a cinematic experience. Yeah. Um, in the total game, there is eight hours of cutscenes. Yeah. Eight hours of cutscenes. That's... Which, unfortunately, is... I think it's a negative trend. It's kind of like Hideo uh, Kojima. Um, because, like, well, so, if I wanted to watch a movie, like, and this is more, like, Metal Gear Solid type yeah. stuff, like with Hideo... If I wanted to watch a movie, I watch a movie. But I want to play a game. Yeah, but I don't a... want to play a hundred percent game because a hundred percent game is like pong. Yeah. Um. So there is a balance, yeah. and um, they definitely wanted to build a, a movie experience through this game, and this is one of the reasons why they got voice actors. Yeah. Because they knew that there was going to be a lot of cutscenes, 
So they wanted to give that extra oomph by putting in voice actors. So you don't sit there reading because reading eight hours of cutscenes is probably hell from what I can imagine. So I actually enjoyed this because it was, again, a unique... um, a unique step that they took where they focused more on a cinematic uh, perspective than a game perspective. Um, This did mean that a lot of the game was very linear. Yeah. Where there weren't that many paths to take. Yeah, we're not quite in an open world yet. Because, like, the biggest selling game for the PS2, if I remember right, at one point was uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, which was quote-unquote open world, but it's really railroaded. Yeah, like it, it, like this is, this is the point in games history where you're starting. Like you see designers start to fiddle with open world, mm-hmm. but because they're moving from a a system where you're designing screen by screen a game, it's very difficult to transition to that. So this is like a like a stepping stone to a modern game. I wouldn't call it necessarily a modern game. I'd call it like a, like a a. a prototype for the modern game if that makes sense yeah and again you know you had those linear paths that you would follow and um i said that the game is had that replayability because you could like tweak your characters in certain ways yeah um it does affect that replayability that the game was so linear because you knew what was going to happen and a lot of these things uh unfortunately became walking hallways yeah yeah which um led to a lot of other final fantasy games kind of just being hallways that you walk down um i do i am glad that they took the chance on this game and this game was a lot of fun um especially when um you at the end of the game you get an airship so you could revisit a lot of these areas and um revisiting the areas were how you got your like ultimate weapons yeah because everybody had their own unique weapon and you could revisit these places and get those unique items as well as some unique summons because again yuna is basically your summoner and she was you know trying to gain the uh help of all of these creatures and then you could summon those creatures into combat yeah yeah um again so they took a lot of chances um this game is definitely do you know how so, many hours it takes to 100 percent? so the, oh not the 100 percent. i know how many hours it takes to beat it oh and one, uh, yeah okay and usually one sitting. it's a uh, 53 hours well it's uh, not one sitting but yeah not one sitting <laughs> yes um it, it the normal finish rate of this game is 53 hours so um, that means 45 if eight hours your cinema yeah unskippable cinema yeah so you can't skip through that now does this do the irritating things that the um dynasty warrior or the warriors games does where if you're going into an area and you lose that fight you have to rewatch the movie uh i believe so yes okay you yeah. cannot skip uh the cinematic uh cutscenes. yeah um that was a decision that they made because again they wanted to be a movie they wanted you to watch that. Yeah. Um, the speed run of uh, the speed run of this uh, game is actually ten hours. 
so only two hours of gameplay. But again, usually speedruns will use um, loopholes, broken codes, and things like that. Yeah. They're not actually running They're not playing it. the game, they're just, yeah, so they're two a, hours, yeah, basically. Uh, you know, exploiting um, loopholes and, like, bugs yeah. in the game and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I thought that was interesting because eight hours of that is unskippable uh, cutscenes. So it's basically two hours of like little bugs and whatnot, which is funny. <laughs> well, do you do you have a guess how long it would take to hundred percent it? Um, probably around seventy hours if I had to guess. Seven, okay. Yeah. Because I did hundred percent it. Um, oh, do you have a timer? Did, no. Did they? Did their shape files include a timer? I think they do. Yeah. Okay. Um, makes, but I, I mean, I. Yeah, don't, you don't know off yeah. the top of your head. Um, yeah, I actually. So when I beat the game, I decided that I wanted to play the game again. Um, but I went out and got a strategy guide because <laughs> this was before the time that you oh, would like. Prima. Yeah. So I bought the strategy guide just so I could 100% it because I wanted to see everything. I wanted to collect everything. Um, I I will say that the world took me in. I was a very, you know, I was a young kid back then. Yeah. And um, this was up my alley. And I remember playing through this game one summer and just being, like, enamored by it. Uh, I was sucked in by the story. Even though the story's not that great, the story is they kind of dropped the blitz ball at the very end <laughs> so <laughs> hang on oh. um so they they dropped the ball at the uh end of the uh story at least personally but i was still like in love with the characters i i loved just everything i enjoyed that cinematic story experience that i re wanted to replay the game and again i wanted to try different like branches of the sphere so I went out, I bought a, uh, a guide, and I 100%ed it. Um, and that brings us to Blitzball. Blitzball yeah. was a fantastic minigame. So well, mo <laughs> I thought it was a fantastic so, minigame. So, yeah, in the game, it's a minigame that you play. The main character, Titus, is a star Blitzballer. Yeah. Uh, you're forced to do it in the early portions of the game, and then it becomes optional. It does. So most Final Fantasy are, um, I think, starting off of seven or eight. Uh, I'm not sure which one. Um, start offering like a mini game within the game. Eight, I know eight. Did eight. It. Okay, yeah. because eight was um, triad was um, triple triads. Yeah. Um, I forget what nine was, but then ten was Blitzball. And um, to get Waka's uh, ultimate weapon, you would have to go into the Blitzball tournament. And you would have to win the Blitzball tournament. And then, since Waka uses a Blitzball as his weapon, you could get his, like, ultimate weapon through that. Nice. So, yeah, I, um... And the cool thing was, you could get Blitzball players throughout the, like, world. So you'd start talking to people. And, um, I remember one of the, uh, characters was Wedge Antilles. Which was, yeah, a callback for Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, they threw a wedge in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
That's pretty bold. Yeah. I don't think his last name was Antilles, but his name was definitely Wedge. I wonder if that was the beginning of... Well, no, because Star Wars wouldn't have been Disney owned at that point. No, no, no. But he was a really good Blitzball player. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's basically like soccer. um, Because... Underwater. Yeah, but the water animations didn't really matter. It was all... So everybody was on a vertical uh, field, basically. No one would ever go up or down because it couldn't process it. Horizontal field. Yeah, yeah. horizontal, not vertical, sorry. Horizontal field, no one would ever go up and down because it just couldn't process it. And then you would have um, particular chances, depending on how good your character was, to uh, pass the ball or shoot a goal or, you know, kick it. And um, you could, like form up your team with all sorts of different people and you could recruit recruit people when you uh were walking around towns if you ended up like talking to somebody or like completing a quest they would be like oh i'm going to join your blitzball team because after waka decides that he's done with blitzball that he's going to retire and be a bodyguard full time he basically gives the team to you so you start managing oh, the team and everything okay. along those lines. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it because it was, again, something that you could kind of tweak and, like, change, and you could add in characters, take out characters. Some characters had, like, special abilities, hmm. and it was a lot of fun. Um, usually I don't, you know, get too much into the mini games, but this one was something that I really got into, mainly because I had to get Waka's ultimate weapon, but uh, it was also kind of really fun. Yeah, it's kind of an instance where it's like, hey, you got sports game in my RPG. Yeah. You got RPG <laughs> in my, my sports, sports game. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this game is actually one of the most um, cosplayed games, like Final Fantasy games. Oh, nowadays. really? Yeah. Uh, most of the characters are very well uh, yeah. recognizable. Yeah, that's that probably plays a lot into it. Is is mm-hmm. that because they designed them to be, you know, so distinctly different. Yes. Um, that it's much easier to cosplay. Kind of like the the kill. I brought that up during Kill a Kills episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that the characters are so stylized, so that you or Soul Eater, I think. Oh yeah, the characters yeah, so. are so so stylized that it's much easier to cosplay. Right. Yeah. And um, there was also bleed-in from uh, this Final Fantasy game and Kingdom Hearts. A lot of... Uh, oh, really? Which yeah. one? Uh, the first one. You start oh, off okay. on an island and walk us there. Oh, okay. I need to replay those. Yeah. So, um, since this one was so well-received, um, Square Enix decided that they were going to, you know, keep on including those characters in there. Yeah. Since a lot of people were able to recognize these characters. Well, this really represents kind of a turning point for what they're doing in the franchise. Like, yeah. They, they maintain their original, like, nature versus technology thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, they, they, um, they really change up how each game is different like 11 is much different than this if i remember right yeah um also in the combat there was one of i believe a unique feature as well where you could swap through characters yeah so you could actually pull out a character and put in a character yeah just in case you wanted and everybody got xp which was sort of nice too oh that's nice that way you're not like 
Yeah, one person to over Lauer. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was really cool. And then they also had the classic um, Final Fantasy Overbreakers, where yeah. you would have this other meter that charged if you would do certain things, like if you got hit, if you got a critical, certain different things. And then it would basically play a mini game. Like, I remember uh, Titus, or Titus, if you used his overbreaker, you would have to basically get this bar within this certain meter. And if you did, it would deal extra damage. Uh, Waka had, like, a slot machine sort of game. Um, uh... Yeah, it was all of these, like, unique styles of games. I remember, um, I forget his name, but he was the um, samurai guy with, like, his arm in his sleeve. He would have, like, a rhythm pattern game where you would have to punch the buttons as they, like, flashed up. Yeah. And then the summons were also really cool. Um, Again, they went all out on this. Sure. So whenever you would, like, summon a, uh, a spirit, you would get this very cinematic... Um, experience of this either a divine creature like coming into the battlefield. I remember the gens popping in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had all sorts of different uh, ones which were a lot of fun. Some were um, you had to get and then some were optional. Yeah. So if you wanted to like 100% it, you'd have to like collect all of the spirits as well. Nice. Yeah. And um, it was just a lot of fun. Um, this is one of the greatest video games. I, I know that um, like IGN has a list of the greatest video games, and this is definitely on that list. Yeah. Um, it's something that a lot of people replay, uh, myself included. Um, I've, so I've only ever gotten maybe a quarter of the way through the game. Before I just get distracted or I just lose interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Final Fantasy is not necessarily a franchise that can hold my... Int- like, I like 7. Yeah. Um, um, but that's about it. Like, that... Because I tried replaying through... Well, 9 is fun. Oh, I like okay. 9. Yeah. But that's, that, that's more their With... old style. Yeah. Um, so what about this game do you find makes it so replayable and so because i have a backlog with my games and if i've beaten a game i tend not to go back to it well it's probably like my nostalgia glasses um yeah with this kind of being my first forte into like jrpgs ah. uh, this is definitely on you know on my list of my top games at gotcha. least um with me just loving um rpgs i really got into this the cinematic experience was a big draw for me as i was able to like sort of play a movie yeah um the spheres like system was really cool the sphere system is really cool the score is beautiful yeah the music is fantastic even the whole world building, it was a unique world building that, or a unique world that I've never been like a part of. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that they went, they went above and beyond for this world. And I've played a couple of other Final Fantasy games now. I've played like seven. I played uh, eleven. No, eleven's the MMORPG. Fifteen. Um, 
Blade Blade 8, and I still really love this world. Um, this world is is amazing, and I really enjoy just sort of like the different races that um, that inhabit it, and like some of the sprite work is really great too. Yeah, because um, again, you know, with their graphics being what they were for PlayStation Two, it was on the cutting edge. Like, you know, you look back at nowadays, and things do kind of look like some polygons and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was really pretty back then, and it still kind of holds up nowadays. Even like the cutscenes. So the cutscenes aren't they're digital. They're all digital. They weren't like mm-hmm. poly or rendered or anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, and they're just really pretty. And um, I like Yuna as a character, as her like being the priest and stuff. Yeah. So the big thing is when you die in this world, your soul still lingers in the world. So basically these priests have to come and do like these rituals or rites that release your souls or your souls sort of like linger and then becomes fiends and those are the monsters that you're fighting in this game yeah so you're sort of like trying to explore as the main character titus um why you were dragged to this particular uh world what sin is who your father is because you thought you know who he is but you're not 100 percent sure right and you're basically taking yuna through this pilgrimage because she's going in like visiting these other temples, gaining allies and these spirits that she can summon, and doing these rites. And it's also kind of unique because all of these cities are, um, aren't densely populated. They're sparsely populated. And the reason for that is because they say that sin will come and destroy a city that is densely populated. So they all kind of like spread out and everything. So even the lore in this game is really interesting, and it was something that I really enjoyed as a young kid. Um, it's funny, I, I still have the walkthrough somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I this would definitely be a game that I would like replay um, personally, probably not like on a stream or anything along those lines, yeah. um, just because it's a bit of a commitment Uh, yeah well i mean especially with eight hours of unskippable yeah Um, now have you played the um the remaster to compare graphics i have not played the remastered i i I guess i never really like kind of got into it because it's um it's yuna it's uh the black mage um lulu lulu and then the uh the other girl the um the one who's from the like machine world yeah yeah, yeah. anyway it's them and um i riku riku yes riku um and i hear it's good um it's definitely a different uh oh no not the sequel the uh remaster oh the the one yeah on ps4 oh yeah yeah oh god i would totally play that okay oh i thought you were talking about x2 yeah, no. Well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about X2. No, I've I never, never played, played it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's why I thought you were asking me if I would Maybe play it. Maybe we should stream that. X2? No, the, the remaster. <laughs> because it's so easy to stream that now. Yeah, but that would be like 50 hours. I said that would be a commitment. Uh, yeah. And then, uncu- or unskippable cutscenes. Well, <sighs> I'm sure the remaster probably 
allows you to skip through some of those cutscenes now. Maybe. I would hope so. I yeah, I hope so. I I would definitely hope so. But yeah, um, maybe 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 um, if you guys are interested in that, um, send us an email. Yeah. Be like, hey, you should definitely do that, and we might do that again. I would pull out my old walkthrough so we would know like what to <laughs> exactly do. Exactly what to do. But again, with this game being so linear, it's not like you're kind of at a loss to know what the next step is because the next step is just you walking forward. Really, the only time it opens up is at the very end when you get an airship. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's mainly just so you can explore some of the places so you can re-get, like, items that you had missed or more powerful items. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's been a, um, it's definitely been a fun game. I am curious, um, so you know about the Final Fantasy VII Remastered, right? Yes. The, the new edition, and how they've changed combat. They have. They've also made it so that they're selling the game... Three times. Three times at least. Yeah. So... So they're releasing the game basically by the CD. So the old game, um, which I have Final Fantasy VII for the PS, uh, it came with three CDs. Was it three or was it four? It was three. Okay. Uh, The fourth one might have been like bonuses and music or something like that. But yeah, now they're splitting basically it up by those CDs. Um, But it's interesting. So... That game, Final Fantasy VII, had the um, time-based of yeah. turns, where you know you would have to go through a menu, select what you want to do, and then when your bar got there, you would do it. It wouldn't pause or anything like it did in Ten, which again I thought was more accessible for like people who are very casual players yeah. of this game. Uh, but they've switched it up for the, um, I guess, the new one where it's more like you have control of your character, uh, the computer will probably play the other two characters because you can still field three people in. Sure. But you're kind of fighting like, kind of like Bayonetta style, where you're doing like combos or like... Looks like a platinum game. It does kind of look like a platinum game. Yeah. So I'm really interested in seeing how, how well that does. I will probably pick it up because... Secret about Stuart, I've never been Final Fantasy Seven. Really? I've never been Final Fantasy Seven. Okay. I have it on my computer. Um and Maybe we should stream that. I don't uh, how long does that game take? That game takes forever. I wanna say it's like a hundred hours. Yeah. It's I'm, long. It's a long time. Um Yeah, I'm 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 looking it up right now, so Vamp. Yeah. Vamp. Okay, Vamp, Vamp. Um yeah, so I feel like this game looks very pretty, and I like some of the changes they made mechanics-wise. It certainly entices someone like me, who um, is a very casual Final Fantasy player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of JRPGs. Um, a lot of it just feels like grindy grunt work to me. But with the change from active time battles to the cinematics in this to the score to the different world that they've created um honestly this is probably one of the better Mm -hmm. final fantasy games even though it's one that i haven't played to completion yeah 
So if you want a hundred percent Final Fantasy VII, it takes you ninety hours. Okay, so I was close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's my guess from not playing it since nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So. Um. It's a. Uh, it, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it it had three discs, so. Um. It would be a lot of of time to invest. Um. But again, if it's something that people would be interested in yeah I'd definitely do that um but it's so final fantasy 10 was definitely a gateway for me into jrpgs and i really enjoy jrpgs i enjoy any rpg really and um yeah i kind of wanted to bring this up and just talk about my love if you haven't played this game i would recommend it i i would wholeheartedly i recommend do recommend it. playing it yeah, yeah. Um, again, with it being so accessible, like you can have a Xbox, a PlayStation 4, a Switch, a, yeah. um, a computer, you can play Final Fantasy X. You can, you know, download it and get it. And um, it's definitely something of an experience. Yeah. Because, again, it's more of a cinematic experience than a game. I mean, it is a game, but the focus is more on that. It's not like experience. playing a movie like with Hideo Kojima games. Yeah. And and there's chocobos. How can you not like chocobos? <laughs> chocobos. You can ride them. Oh, the lovely do, chocobos. Do, 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 do. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, and uh, it it was just a great game. Um, yeah. It's on my like top ten best video games ever yeah and again i'm do have a bias because yeah it was your first final fantasy game yeah but um i really enjoyed it i thought it was fun cool well i think that's an episode Um, ah yeah right yeah do you have any other last a plus two thumbs up A plus two thumbs up okay yeah um blitzball is fantastic I don't care what you say. Blitzball <laughs> was Blitzball was uh was my jam. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, um... also there's a um, uh, it's not in the remastered, but there's a hilarious um a dialogue with a child in the original one where he says when he grows up he wants to be a Blitzball. Yeah, and you'd think like in the uh they would have translated it wrong from uh, Japanese. But even in the Japanese version, he says, I want to be a Blitzball, yeah. But they fixed that um, in the remaster. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That kid was like, I just want to be a Blitzball. And you're like, what? (laughs) You are a strange, strange kid. Um, But it's just like the open cinematic where um, where Titus is uh, playing Blitzball for the very beginning. And it's so cool because like Blitzball is in this circular sphere of water that's being held together by like magic and energy and stuff like that and they're swimming around like throwing balls basically kind of like rugby underwater yeah and um he has this special move where he like jumps out of the water sphere and does like a bicycle kick in that kicks the blitz ball into the goal it's the opening cinematic uh not trailer but a cutscene that just uh, sold me it was like i'm going to play this game 
I'm not going to set down this controller until, like, I have to either <laughs> eat or pee or poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah, go go play Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Um, or Final Fantasy X. Some people just use the letter after it. Yeah. It's tomato, Either tomato. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it is a very pretty and well put together game. Yeah. Um, even though I've never really finished it, so. Yeah. Yeah. It I would know. be interesting to play it on stream with you or something like that. Again, I feel like if we get, um, yeah, if you're interested in seeing us stream it, please write an email to us. You can write us at backrowsupershow at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Be sure to check out our Facebook. It's backrowsupershow, four separate words. We have a nerd fight going on. Uh, we will be giving prizes this time. Yeah. Um, because my wife is going to shoot me if I do not move some of the stuff that I've been picking up for these giveaways. I just <laughs> keep forgetting to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, every I'm... like, share, and vote counts as an entry in this drawing and this isn't like crackerjack prices these are things that we've we've got yeah yeah like books movies graphic novels movies um some plushies here and there just jar little stuff that is relevant yeah jar jar of my farts (laughs) no lovely (laughs) joking 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 just just kidding just yeah it's just urine Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh gosh okay. i want to i want to talk to you about something but it's totally off subject okay well we'll get off mic first so okay, yeah shoot yeah. us an email um backrowsupershow at gmail.com the current book club book is robert heinlein's uh the cat who walks through walls yeah so you um, can read along with us or you can listen to the uh cast before you decide if you want to read it or not yeah we'll uh We'll be covering that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, check out our Facebook page for new announcements. The game that we were working on, in spite of some people. <laughs> I wouldn't say in spite. It's because we enjoy making games. Yeah, that's true. Or at least um, I enjoy making games. I think shortly I'll be actually putting that out on a Google Doc. If you guys want to play test it, take a look, yeah. and uh, help us out. Um That being said, we will see you next time. See you guys later. Stay golden, pony boys and pony girls. Be kind and rewind. Yeah.